Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? All right. So we are back. And we're on the heels of talking about Agniish and anxiety. And what better thing to dovetail into than the the reason that they have this anxiety. <laughs> the main reason, the main culprit of it all. <laughs> the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. The little bird, <laughs> whatever it is. This whole episode is going to be about the cult of the Holy Ghost. And that's what it's called. We're not just saying it, <laughs> that it's a cult. <laughs> We did not make this up. That's right. It's pretty cool. We're recording on the eve eve of me traveling to the Azores. I'm supposed to go for a week. However, I did just (laughs) see a news article that the, uh, I guess it's like the pilots union or something or the airline workers union for Portugal. And I think it encompasses like 10 different airports including the one that i'm flying into on san miguel and they're planning to strike (laughs) on the day that i'm supposed (laughs) to fly home so (laughs) originally my trip just worked out that i wasn't going to be able to make it to the fashta and now if the workers strike and i get stuck there i get to enjoy the fashta i know (laughs) (laughs) They don't have like an end date for the strike or do they? I think it was like technically supposed to be like a three-day strike or something. They have definitive start and end dates for it. And if they come to some agreement before that strike date, then I don't think they'll strike. But if they don't give them a little more dollars in their pocket, then I'm then sure they're going to strike. for a while. I'll get, I'll get stuck there. So You'll... I'll so... have to pack enough quackish. <laughs> Like our last episode, <laughs> you want to make sure you pack enough quackish for your trip so you don't have to you insight, do the whole inside out method. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't want that. And, you know, we'll just hope we have enough podcast episodes in the bank to release. <laughs> we might get a little episode going live from that, San Miguel. <laughs> that works. You just got to... I would like, we just got to make sure the internet connection is good. I don't know. <laughs> My mom did give me this thing. Apparently, it's, she calls it like, I don't know, the internet in your pocket kind of deal. She's like, when you go out there, you have to have this little router and it gives you wireless internet all around the island. Everywhere you go, you just like buy a SIM card when you get to the airport and you plug the SIM card in and then whatever, you have wireless in your pocket. And my husband's like, are we really listening to your parents for the like latest and greatest technology to follow out there? Like, <laughs> why am I buying a SIM card like in 2022? Are we sure that this is what you have to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I I really don't. But I'm sure you can just use your phone. Though. Oh, but you might not have like service in certain spots. If you just use your phone, I guess. We're going to find out because, I mean, we're taking advice right now from the people who like can't even right. figure out their own internet at home. <laughs> and, they, 
think they're going to be telling me what to do internationally with my internet, so. Yeah, because all my uh, international trips I've gone, I've never had to do that. I just, you know, you just pay extra on your phone and it works. But I'm assuming maybe she's thinking like certain parts of the island, you might not be able to use your phone or catch like internet. So maybe that's why. But then again, like if I ain't catching internet, like how is this internet in my pocket working? I don't understand. (laughs) Exactly. It's not that small. She she told me it was like, oh, it's super tiny. Like I'm expecting like like a flash drive size thing that I'm carrying around in my pocket. And then my uncle gave it to me. He gave me his because he just went and he let me he's going to let me borrow his. And I I got it. And the thing is like a freaking Game Boy. And I'm like, (laughs) there's no way there's no way that you need need to get that. (laughs) You should be able to use your phone. You have to pay like the passport whatever i already forgot what it's called international plan on like at&t and that is it there is no way you have to carry a game boy to use, <laughs> to use the internet. if you have to use that game boy to to have internet we definitely cannot record episodes <laughs> while you're out there right like on a sim card like pay, pay by the minute like it's just not gonna work All right, so let's dive into this cult conversation here. Yeah, let's get into the actual episode and not it be mostly going to Portugal. <laughs> and now we're all just jealous that we can't be there. So, like you said, we are not just calling this a cult because we want to call this a cult. No. I had never associated the word cult with it while I was growing up. I have only started seeing the word cult and associating the word cult with this in the past like two months. <laughs> you mentioned it into like the group text and I was like, wow, really? Like, I don't consider that a cult. Like the cults I think about is true crime type cults that people get themselves involved in. Most cults have like a religious aspect kind of to it. A lot of it is like messed up religious aspects to it, but just didn't think the Holy Spirit was like a cult. Like I, I just, I was, I was shocked when you told us that. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not a cult, <laughs> but it <Yep>. is. <laughs> so, just straight up definition of cult is a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs and rituals, or its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. Mm-hmm. The definition of cult on its own is not derogatory right however we tend to use it in a derogatory way and that's because there's all these like subcategories of cults like you said that are more like the murderers (laughs) (laughs) the people that join those calls they almost like manipulated into joining these cults one example is like the charles manson you know, he had his group of like followers and it was, was it the 60s? I think the 60s out in California. And he convinced these people to like, it was like the Helter Skelter is the whole movement. And, he, and these people thought like, okay, cool. Like this guy's great. And he convinced these people like, we got to kill so-and-so and a celebrity got killed and people in her house got killed. And then like another couple got killed. And these people just were just going by like the word word of mouth from this man that they just like believed in. And I remember I told you like another cult one time 
Jonestown one where they, I think, already forgot what it was. They went down to Africa and you were like completely shocked. It wasn't Africa. It was, it was somewhere in South America. And you read into it a little bit and you're like, wow, it's just crazy how people, I just, I guess, kind of brainwashed, really, right? Yeah. Into, like believing. Yes. This it's funny too because that the Jim Jones one is like the first one that comes up like just on the general Wikipedia page for cults like the f- the very first like destructive cults that comes up has a picture of Jim Jones. Yeah, that one was new to me researching that whole thing. That was a a wild ride. The whole drink the Kool Aid comes from his yes from his whole situation and unfortunately like horrible tragedy that happened. I, I didn't realize that you're the one who told me that just recently that yeah. drink the Kool-Aid came from this. I had never even heard of him or this. Right. And he, and he literally like poisoned the Kool-Aid and made people drink it and yeah. they died. And they died. Um, some didn't, like some didn't want to. And the ones that didn't, he like got his like little minions that he had and like had them force the people to like to drink it. It's just, it was awful. But Crazy. so you have... Those type of cults. (laughs) (laughs) Those type of cults are just subcategories here. So they have destructive cults, doomsday cults, political cults, polygamist cults, racist cults, terrorist cults. So a lot of negative Mm -hmm. connotations surrounding cults. Yeah. Not what we're going to be talking about today. The cult that we're talking about today really just fits into that broad definition of what it means to be a cult. But it surprisingly checks all the boxes <laughs> of leadership and symbolism and rituals and religious <laughs> religious devotion yeah. brainwashing a little bit maybe <laughs> yeah i think i think a lot of it <laughs> but there was like a reason for them to believe in the holy ghost because of all like the crazy stuff that was happening out on the island One of the most interesting things that I found when I started going down this rabbit hole of this cult of the Holy Ghost that I didn't even think was a thing, I didn't even know that this was separate from the church growing up. I didn't know this was its own thing, separate from the Catholic Church. Same. I thought it was all together. Like, I thought it was part of it. All together. I thought this was all one thing part of the church i didn't know any different so like i just thought this was part of being catholic or being portuguese and being catholic or whatever thought everybody was doing this i was just gonna ask you did you think like other catholics from other part of the country were doing this um i think i kind of grew up thinking it was like a catholic thing and then later on i realized okay this is just like a portuguese catholic thing Mm-hmm. But then I just realized that it's not even a Catholic <laughs> <It's>, thing. <yes. laughs> right, exactly. You know what I mean? like, my mind was in a pretzel when I realized that this was not even connected to the church. No. Because we grew up with this tradition or this cult of the Holy Ghost in the U.S., I believe there's more overlap in the U.S. between this cult and the church than there is in Portugal or in the Azores. In the Azores, they have their own separate buildings, separate from churches, to practice this culty tradition. Right, 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 right. Whereas in the U.S., they were doing this all like on the church grounds. Yeah, 
specifically for like our church and school that we went to, they did it. They kind of did it together. So that's probably why we just thought it was a Portuguese Catholic thing. It didn't help that our school's name was Holy Ghost. <laughs> right. <laughs> so can you blame us for thinking it was like it was a, a combo? Real confusing. Real confusing. Because yeah. there was church stuff. And the church's name and the school's name was Holy Ghost. And then there was Cult of the Holy Ghost stuff. And they were not the same. And they were not. Yeah, not so you can't blame. Together. Can't, I'm sure there are probably some people listening right now realizing like, shit, they're separate. <laughs> they're separate, but together. Together, but separate. <laughs> On the history of it, when I started reading, and my, my source is this one very detailed <laughs> Wikipedia article. <laughs> But I started reading and it seemed like so it was this these old doctrines from way long time ago that the Catholic Church actually wanted to extinguish. So they wanted to just like squash the practice of these doctrines or whatever. And they successfully did squash it in wherever else it was in parts of Europe in mainland right. Portugal. But the Azores as these little remote islands out in the Atlantic. I don't know. They couldn't they couldn't get there. It was too remote. <laughs> they didn't squash it in the Azores. They <laughs> the pigeon carrier didn't make it to the Azores. Right. With exactly. the memo. Exactly. So they were able to like squash it mostly everywhere else. And the Azorians, they were just like, oh, those weird people over there on those islands. Like they they could just do whatever they want. Like, who cares? <laughs> who cares about them? And the Azorians really took to it. That's their number one out there, I'd say. Yeah. The number one is the Holy <laughs> Ghost. Okay. He would be the number one friend on the MySpace. <laughs> your top eight. <laughs> when you used to rank your friends. <laughs> Holy Spirit, Jesus, God, Mary. <laughs> yes. Noah would have been my first because he built the ark and all, got all the animals. He would be my number one. True animal lover over here. He's my ride or die, Noah. Okay, so MySpace top eight, the Azorians <laughs> have the Holy Ghost as number one, front and center. Where does Tom? Where does yeah, Tom I go? was just going to ask about Tom. I don't know where. It's, Tom always found his way into number one. With that smile and the white shirt. <laughs> I don't know. Tom and the Holy Ghost are going to have to fight it out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So one and two. Okay. <laughs> The Azorians, like the Catholic Church was like, we handled it. Okay, we handled it. It's just the, on the little islands out there. Nobody cares. The volcanoes are going to wipe them out anyway. Nobody cares. <laughs> They're going to be all dead. But then they started emigrating everywhere. So, so then it just spread like wildfire because now you have them in Hawaii and California and mm -hmm. Canada, Massachusetts and Brazil. You've just got them everywhere. And they love their traditions, so they they just kept it all and continued all these traditions, despite not no longer being on the islands. Right. So it just became mainstream, if you will. So we grew up with it, thinking it was just normal. Yeah. So let's take people through what constitutes this Holy Ghost cult. Where do we start? There's a brotherhood. Yep. It's giving very much. Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Fraternity vibe. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's a brotherhood <laughs> for God's sakes. <laughs> There's a brotherhood, which again, terms that I haven't heard until like two months ago. So I like growing up, I never heard 
the brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think back of like what I knew before I started researching it. I don't know if I knew that there were members. I guess I did. I did know that there were members. I think we knew like to some extent that there was people associated with it. We just didn't know. Like, I think like when I would go with my mom to like the people's houses to do the rosary in my brain, I was like, oh, the church asked them to do it at their house. Right. So in my church, they would pick names out of a hat, basically, yeah. <laughs> for, for who had to do those parts of the ritual for the rosary every week. I never understood. And I guess this is where I was either just not paying enough attention or didn't care enough to know. But we're also young still, too. I couldn't understand why I was like, I knew a ton of people who had their name in the hat. And like my parents never had their name in the hat. I was at all the events. Mm -hmm. I watched them pull the names out of the hat. I was there for everything. I attended all the events. But I don't think my parents' name was ever in the hat. So I'm like, are, like if you're a member, does your name have to go in the hat? Or Good were my question. parents just not members? Like my parents were never, like, we never had anything at my house either. And I just always thought it was because, like, my dad didn't want a bunch of random people in his house, right? <laughs> you Ditto. know what I mean? Like, who, Ditto. at the end of the day, who really wants that? And it's, like, all random people from you know open house from, yeah exactly <laughs> open house rosary so i always thought that was just the case so good question on your parents is it because they weren't part of it i don't know but their name was not in the hat and i know that would your parents want that in their house though like would have they took that as like an honor clearly they didn't because their name was <laughs> never in the hat so clearly yeah. they made a decision somewhere along the line that was like our name's not going in the hat I just don't know where they draw the line with like, can you be a member and say that you don't want your name in the running for the rosary? I guess if you're not willing to give up your first born, born <laughs> son, then you kind of like can't be in it. <laughs> so I don't think my mom was willing to give up my brother. So that's why we weren't in it. So the thing here that is interesting to me, even when I tried to research this beyond this Wikipedia article, <laughs> there's no written rules anywhere. Yeah, I was reading that too. For like what, you know, like the bylaws of the brotherhood. There are no rules yeah. written anywhere that you can find. Just they all are operating on some unwritten set of rules dating back hundreds of years ago and spread across the world now and like doing the same thing everywhere. But there are no written rules. Yeah, Where are the bylaws? <laughs> Where are the books? We want the books. We want to see these rules. I want to see. <laughs> I, you're cooking the books. I want to see your accounting. I have an accountant friend. She needs She's going to look at it all. She needs to audit the books. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's here in the. They say here, these groups have defined compromises based on, a, on consensual rules that are not written, but recognized by the members. <laughs> So could you just throughout the years kind of make shit up? I mean, get like a couple members like, oh, yeah, yeah, we like that rule. And then it just turns into like a rule down the like, you know what I mean? I think so. They There's nothing to point to to say, no, it says right here that this is the rule. Like you have there's nothing written. And it says that women are accepted as members. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're starting to look at men and women equal. <laughs> I mean, it's a little shady that they don't have written rules. It's a little yeah. S- that's suspicious. <laughs> that's suspect. <laughs> but it is what it is. So you think they it. just remember it and everything's just like they just it's in their brain their brain. They just like I mean, these are people who are doing this year in and year, yeah, out, year out for their entire lives. So like I think they like once you get it, you got a handle on the rules. Yeah. But do you think it's on tablets like the <laughs> like the Ten Commandments? <laughs> you think somebody <laughs> carved them in tablets? <laughs> Maybe. They probably exist somewhere. I just don't know. <laughs> the children's museum. <laughs> So there's a brotherhood, there's unwritten rules. In the Azores, again, these things happen, all of these rituals that we're going to describe happen in their own separate buildings Mm -hmm. that are maintained by the brotherhood. Here in the U.S., they use the church, I guess, just for cost savings. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Split the heat bill. Do you think the church gets like a cut of it or something? There's gotta, there's gotta be some type of agreement. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. There's a brotherhood. We've talked about the buildings, kind of where these rituals mm-hmm. take place. And then they elect a leader. The brotherhood elects um, a leader. And they might be done differently in different places, but I'm I'm speaking from experience of what I feel like I've witnessed at my childhood church growing up. I think the leader is elected or volunteer. They volunteer, they come forward, and then they're like, other people agree to it. But I don't think it's picked out of a hat like the other weeks of rituals. Yeah. This is a little more serious. They have to write things down on this one. Take no, notes. I, I <laughs> no. don't, I still don't know that there's any paper involved. But. I mean, if there's no papers, they can't find anything if they're when they when they start to get investigated. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. They can't get raided by the FBI. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can picture it now. <laughs> oh no, sir. No, sir. No English. <laughs> but they didn't really know what he's a computer. What are they gonna get raided for? <laughs> So the elected leader, I believe, is more of a somebody decides they want to come forward and take that role and responsibility. Or they're like kind of elected by their peers. I'm not sure how that works exactly. But this person has big duties. They are running the show for the whole year. All of the rituals, all of the coordination of all the events and everything is this person's responsibility. If you need to secure a cow. Yep. Which you do for these rituals. You gotta you need to have a cow guy. You need to you need to know who to go to. You need to be pulling in some big names for your fashta entertainment. Lots of responsibility. Pretty much a party planner. A big party planner, <laughs> yes. Yeah. If the party involves parading cows down city streets <laughs> and then chopping up that cow and delivering it to the people that you paraded it in front of. That's the part I don't like. (laughs) It's like, can we not do that part? We don't need to chop anything. Nobody needs to eat it. Just let it walk the streets with you and then like like send it back to the farm. (laughs) So they pretty much are like the main figure of, of festivities. They're the head honcho of it. A lot of responsibilities. 
Yes. It sounds stressful. What is the funding? What is the funding? Because like this leader, the Mordom, what they're called. Mm -hmm. Do they have to pay out of pocket for some shit? Or are they is there funding? I want to see the um, books. I want to you know, see the books. <laughs> we want books. Hashtag we want books. No, it's called, you know, the little envelopes that you give to the church every week. <laughs> but the church is keeping those. The church ain't giving that shit up. That's true because it is it's separate. It's together but separate. separate. So <laughs> they the church ain't giving up their envelope money. Do you think they use their own personal money? Because it's like such an honor to be this. I got to imagine that there's an expense to them personally to some degree. Like right. I can't I can't imagine that everything is fully covered by the the group. Yeah. You think it's a tax write-off? <laughs> you think they filed a business LLC for this shit? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know they do dinners. I believe they do some kind of fundraising type dinners. You sell tickets to people at a certain price per ticket and you make a dinner for them. And then that pulls in some money. I would imagine it covers the cost of holding the dinner. And then I would imagine that it also raises money to help pay for some festivities. They have like the soupish too. Don't you pay for that? No, soupish is free. And that's the whole point of the soupish because you're supposed to be feeding the poor. Oh no, but you have to get like a ticket for it. I think, I think my mom needed like a ticket one time to go to like one that wasn't her church. That's what it was. Just disregard that. Yeah, the soups the soups are free. But they do hold dinners that yeah, you pay then, tickets mm-hmm. for throughout the year. So I think that raises some money. And then I'm assuming they raise money from the feast. Yeah. They raise money from the feast. So I guess they just maybe that pays forward for like, you know, last year's feast is helping to pay for this year's festivities. I don't know. They sell tickets for the pensange. So once Mm -hmm. they cut up the cow and go deliver it, which we'll get into, then they sell tickets for that. So that must profit. You think they're raising their ticket prices with inflation? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it was way more money this year than it was the last few years. Had to be. Farmers have the farmers had to pay more for food (laughs) for the cows (laughs) to raise these cows. Absolutely. Everything everything went up. All right. So we've got a leader now. And let's get into some of the symbols. I'll go symbols and then we'll get into rituals. So the symbols of this cult, mm-hmm. obviously it's a cult of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit is front and center. Worked in also to some kind of like crown. Yeah. Royal family crown. Because it was what? Queen something Isabel, right? Yes. It was because of her. There was a queen. There's a whole that, yeah. story with the queen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do the queen story because that's how this whole thing started. Where she had flower bread that turned into flowers, <laughs> right? She yes. wanted to, like feed. She wanted to like feed the poor. This is what this whole go holy ghost thing is about. Is because the whole like soups and stuff that are free is because she wanted to feed the poor, right? Yes. I believe. And she got caught. I think. I know you know a little bit better because your mom told you this story. Yes, she was apparently doing this wonderful deed of trying to sneak around and feed the poor. God knows why she had to sneak around to do it. If she was queen. 
if she's a freaking queen, who does she need to be afraid of? Yeah, exactly. The king? Not a big fan of feeding the poor, I guess. And he, he like, couldn't find out that she was feeding the poor for some reason because it would have gotten her in a lot of trouble. The folklore story is that she was on her way over to feed the poor and she had a bunch of bread hidden in her dress. Mm-hmm. Husband was like, yo, bitch, what's under that dress? <laughs> and she was like, oh, no. Somehow, when she opened up her dress to show him what was underneath, because he was insisting that she did, the bread miraculously turned into flowers and roses or something that just, like, poured out of her dress. Yeah. And she, Because she had said, oh, it's just flowers in here. And then, like, it really turned into flowers. But then how did you feed the poor with the flowers? I don't understand. Exactly. <laughs> so I did read to like a little bit about her that she dedicated her life to the poor, which I was like, all right, she's cool in my book. And she set up like orphanages and um, like shelters and stuff for like homeless people. So I'm like, all right, so she's she's a queen. I read somewhere. And I don't have it in front of me right now, but oh, somewhere... no, do I need to take it back? <laughs> no, somewhere I tripped over something that like she was doing it in a mocking way, like she was mocking the poor. But I don't quote me on that because like I just remember just stumbling upon that in a late night rabbit hole like a month ago and getting a bad taste in my mouth about her. But all right. So maybe I take that back. We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we weren't around back then, so we don't know. But anyways, my family believes wholeheartedly that that yeah. bread turned into roses or whatever flower it was. I know, your mom does. My mom was like you... almost in tears when I told her that that was ridiculous and that that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what? But what if it did? What if it did? Was <laughs> it did it, but what if it did? <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way. There's no way that palm zane can turn into flowers. Scientifically, there is no way. <laughs> okay, but I'm on the Google and it says, which saint turns bread into roses? And then it says, Saint D- Didicus of Valakala. One day, leaving the convent with a cloak full of food, he was accused and challenged to open his cloak. Miraculously, the loaves of bread changed into roses. Like, did everybody do this? This Maybe. was just like this was just a thing back then, like everyone's just turning bread in their cloak into roses (laughs) flower i guess this doesn't make any sense so that's where the crown aspect of the symbolism comes into play so there's this big crown there's this holy spirit on a stick that (laughs) that goes through the crown like it's just this kind of place together like so you have this crown and then you stick this stick with a holy spirit on it kelly knows the real name for this but i choose to call it the stick with the pombenga on it <laughs> it's a scepter but Melissa, i was like oh the stick with the pombenga and i lost my shit so i was like that's what we're calling it <laughs> the stick <laughs> with the pombenga on it pombenga means dove but also means penis, penis. <laughs> so it's, it's and also those... possibly like a pigeon. I don't know. Does it yeah. also mean pigeon? Yeah, I think it's like dove. Oh, yeah, I guess like pigeon dove, whatever. And then 
penis is like pumbaya. Like we have that's like that one weird word that like is a dove a pigeon? Yeah, because remember we like it's a white pigeon. That's what a dove is. I don't know. No, I think isn't a dove just a dove? I don't know. (laughs) Oh my god! Wait, (laughs) what's the difference between a pigeon and a dove? They belong to the same family of birds. They share similar features, but doves are generally of a smaller stature, while pigeons are often larger and stubbier. Are doves just white pigeons? Most of the birds we call pigeons and doves are the same species. Some are white, some are white, some are mottled gray, some are black and green, but they're all domestic pigeons. Or Columba Livia domestica, a subspecies of the rock dove or rock pigeon. So yeah, Pumbaya means penis, dove, and pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> we did research for this episode. Trust us, we did. So there's a Pumbaya on a stick, and it goes through the crown. Crown. And it's all this like silver thin metal yep right uh-huh i have these i have these just vivid memories because my my family had these things everywhere right these, we did too one of my first chores when i was a kid was to help my mom yeah. clean the house i had to dust and i would go and i'd go to dust her room and of course there's just like religious figurines everywhere and you've got this big giant crown thing and it's sitting on a mirror on her dresser yeah and there's like a mirror underneath it and a mirror sticking up behind it. And I'm trying to dust this thing. But like I was taught to just fear the pumbinga. And like, you, <laughs> like, oh, this is so sacred. Like you have to be so careful. I'm pretty sure she used to make me kiss it when I dusted it. Like I would have to go and like kiss the pumbinga. <laughs> oh, I really believe that. Yeah. Because you're, like, you're disturbing it. So you have to. you're asking for like permission to clean it (laughs) right and it was like such a a sacred thing i'm over there like spraying the thing with like windex and like (laughs) trying to not disturb the pumbinga and the crowd oh man yeah oh my god and some people would pray to the crown right too like if you had it in your house Oh yeah, that's the like center. That's the center point of this whole thing. Like you have the rosary, obviously, but I feel like people would like pray to it. Like, say if your mom like needed to pray, like I don't know, she would like go to probably her bedroom and like pray to it instead of just kneeling on the side of your bed and praying. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, big time. And that's part of the rituals, which I'm kind of thinking we're gonna have to punt rituals to their own episode. Let's finish up on symbols. We'll get into our segment and then we'll close this one down. So the other symbol is like this like red flag. Flag? I don't <laughs> yeah. like I want to call it a flag, but it's like, well, it's kind of like like maroony colored. And it's like shaped like a like it's, a rhombus. I don't know. Like no. Yeah, it's, it's not diamond. like a it's, yeah, I was gonna say like a di- yeah, it's not like a like you think of American flag. It's not like that. It's like a like you said, like a diamond. A diamond shape, but like it feels yeah. like it's not even like a symmetrical diamond. It's more rhombusy. It feels like I don't know. But it also has the pigeon in the middle. <laughs> the white <laughs> pigeon in the middle, right? Yep. And so when you got your meats from the cow and your wine and stuff delivered. Again, we'll talk about that stuff. 
they would come with that flag and you would have to kiss the dove. Mm. And like, I always hated kissing the dove that was on the flag. Like, I always hated doing it. You would kiss the flag? Yeah. I remember only kissing the stick with the pumbenga. So we kissed the flag and I would get so mad because I was like, everybody else is kissing this thing. That was my brain. My brain already at a young age <laughs> was like, everybody else is kissing the thing and I have to kiss this. Even like, though they catch the, something. Yeah. The pumbenga was the same way when you yeah. have to kiss it and everybody's kissing it. They're not even wiping it in between. No. Like- <laughs> there was no such thing as wipes back then. They didn't have wipes. You didn't no. have it. So it was nothing. It just went house to house and you were making out with it. <laughs> Everybody like, made out with it in the city. Oh my God. You're oh like, oh, God. I hate it. I hated kissing it. And I'm so sorry. Like, I'm probably going to get like Catholic, is like Catholic guilt. <laughs> I'm going to get like, but I just was like, this is not sanitary. Even like at a no. young age, I already was just like, I can't do this. No, it's no. gross. And so COVID ended that real quick. <laughs> I bet they're right back to kissing that the shit. Probably. Probably. That flag is everywhere too. Like you said, they would be like big ones on huge ones. Like yep. on like a pole that they would like parade around and we'll get yeah. into the r- rituals, like you said. But then they had like little miniature versions. My dad, <laughs> I was at his house recently and i was like going through like looking for my old stuff or whatever and i opened up a drawer in his bedroom and it was filled to the brim the only thing in this drawer was these little pins from processions that he has walked in with this little red flag and the the holy spirit on it just full the entire the entire drawer like i opened it up and i was like okay and i closed (laughs) it back up so I think my parents have one of those little flags like, in their car or they did at one point. And so I think my dad was like using it as like a boutonniere. Yeah. Like, he was like yeah. pinning it to the lapel of his suit. <laughs> did he wear that when you when you walked down the aisle? <laughs> <laughs> no. I gave him a different flower for that. But was it the flower from Isabel, Queen Isabel? <laughs> oh my god, no. It was not a rose. <laughs> I can't think of any other symbols, but let me just click on this Wikipedia article real quick to make sure I'm not missing anything. So there's the crown, the scepter, the orb, the flag, the hymn. The hymn of the Holy Spirit is covered here under symbols. Composed at the end of the 19th century is used by the bands and sung during the crowning ceremonies. <laughs> oh my god that's like oh my god that's such ingrained in our brains oh my god you would hear it on the tv because they would like replay oh my god some of its chords have been inserted into the hymn of the azores the regional national anthem interesting oh my god that song just that song (laughs) took me back that song wow are we gonna get sued for you him and that for you (laughs) doing that i want to i want to see it written in the bylaws (laughs) that they have the rights to that song okay (laughs) copyright 
with that song, without further ado, (laughs) we'll take us right into our It's Called Mental Health segment. Yes, our third one, our third segment. I'll go first. Mine's just quick and simple, I think. Mine's is basically I like to, when I am anxious, I like to do my adult coloring books. So I feel like, you know, because you're focused on coloring, that like your mind can't think of all that stuff that you're anxious about. So so mine's just quick and simple just my adult coloring books that I like do you, doing. Do you actually do these? Like, when are you doing these? You haven't gone four straight minutes without texting me in the group chat. So when when are you squeezing <laughs> in an adult coloring book? I want to, like, pull them in the back of my, uh, my bookcases. I'll do them usually at night before bed. I'll do, like, a little bit. Like, I have a couple. So right now, I have a... It's back there. Um, I have a Harry Potter one that I have. And then I have one with just like a bunch of like flowers and stuff, like mandalas and flowers. And then I have like a dog one, but a lot of it hasn't been touched because <laughs> it's it's a, it's a lot. You got to color it and color it correctly, and because you want it to look nice. So I haven't. Is it like color by numbers? It's almost like that, but it just doesn't have the numbers. I am, however, I am ordering a coloring by no, color by numbers. Uh, they have a thing where you can, if you send them a photo, so I'm going to send, I sent them a photo of my dog. So they're going to do like the whole color by number of my dog. And so when I get it, I get to like Aww. paint my dog and have like a portrait of my dog. I'm like, I'm excited to do that. Oh, <laughs> so it's similar yeah, to yeah, that yeah. pretty much. It's just like a little, a little book that you have. Cause I think to call by numbers, you need like a whole, like area for so like i couldn't that's not something i could like do in bed like i actually need like an area to set up because i think like your paint you're actually painting yeah so listeners if you're struggling with mental health each week you get to choose between doing what kelly says to do or what (laughs) i say to do and this week i'm gonna tell you to chop off your hair if you're struggling (laughs) with mental health apparently i've heard the hair holds trauma so what you need to do, don't go to a hairdresser. That's that's for rookies, okay? <laughs> that, that's for people that don't value their time or money. What you want to do <laughs> is you want to take a pair of scissors and go Britney Spears on that ass. Britney Spears, like, what, what year did she have that mental breakdown? Oh, God, like. Was it like 15 years ago? How long how how long was she on her conservatorship? I want to say like 2007, <laughs> but like not really yeah, sure. Like maybe. But anyways, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't go that short. I probably wouldn't shave the whole head, but just a real good chop. Cut off as much of that trauma as possible. <laughs> okay. So, ergo in January of this year, I left my job that I had been at for a long time. I left my career, left the industry entirely. And I was just holding on to a lot of stuff in my hair. You know, like the hair holds the secrets. So I just took some scissors and I chopped it right off. 
probably I I cut off maybe a foot or more of my own hair in my bathroom. And it came out just fine. This is why. This is why I wanted you to go last because yes, it's a good one. <laughs> she did it. She sent us videos of her doing it while I was at work and I was just amazed. And I was amazed on how well it came out. I literally I'm you not a hairdresser. A the key. Not at no, all. No, if you saw all. my methods, you would be <laughs> horrified. And you can see my methods because I posted them all to TikTok. But yeah, I just kind of like pull two ponytails on the side of my face and I just cut them off. And then I just kind of trim it up, make it look a little even. But the key to cutting your own hair is not being good at cutting hair. The key is not giving a fuck what it looks like. That's the key. So it's not going to be straight, but the key is not to care that it's not straight. And aside from, mm, actually, this was before. So I cut my hair often. I did like I have I haven't been to a hairdresser probably since I had my kid. So five years because it's just it doesn't fit in the schedule anymore. So I I only do at home haircuts, like really bad ones. I don't care. It's Mm -hmm. crooked. I don't care. I'm like who's ever going to come and look at me and be like, your hair is crooked. Like nobody, nobody cares. No, everybody's thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you and what your hair looks like or doesn't look like. And I thought that except, <laughs> except at our friend's bachelorette party, we were on a party bus and. Oh my God. I just forgot and this, this wasn't even a fresh haircut. Like I had get, cut my hair probably months prior to this. So just to give you a little insight into how long I was walking around like this, but. I was dancing we were taking videos and a friend of mine (laughs) looked at me and she said I need to take a video of this and I need to show you and she took a video of the back of my head and she showed it to me and there was this one group of hair that was like a rat tail and it was like an inch and a half longer than the rest of my hair she's like you missed the spot and I'm like Literally, I've been walking around like this for months and nobody has told me that I had this one inch long rat tail that was like longer than the rest of my hair. But we cut it off. We handled it. It's just no big deal. I think, did we do it like that? Oh yeah, like as soon as 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 we we, the bus pulled into the house, we chopped it right off. That's right. I was going to say, except for... You say like people don't notice and I agree. People just think about themselves. Absolutely agree with that statement. But do you remember when you cut my hair back in high school? You cut my hair, but you didn't finish it. You only did half of it because we had to go go to bed. Your father was like, girl, it's time to go to bed. So we're like, okay. And you're like, oh, we'll finish cutting your hair tomorrow. You have a lot of hair. <laughs> well... We never finished it. Didn't even. I don't even think the thought of it on the next day. Like I don't even think it was. We didn't even think about cutting it was, my hair the next day. It, was it not, just wasn't even like not my not even a thought. Like the next morning came around. No, nope. I needed to know what cereal <laughs> I was gonna have. Was it gonna be Cocoa Krispies or Fruit Loops? That was important. That was it. So and that was like the weekend because I always slept over like a Friday night or Saturday night, but. Monday, I go to school and I'm in gym class. <laughs> and I, this is like freshman year in high school. I went to different high school from Melissa. Um, and I'm just standing there. I think we were like, I don't know, in the middle of volleyball or whatever. And someone's behind me and they're like, Kelly, 
your hair is really crooked. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, and I have dark, long black hair. So for this person to notice that it was crooked, I'm like, geez, you really had to be like looking at my hair. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, my friend didn't finish. Yeah, so my it hair. wasn't crooked. It was only half cut. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the half that was cut was straight and there just happened to be a right, half just, that was also not cut so <laughs> that's all right so people may not notice but some people will <laughs> there are always still those people but at the end of the day who cares that is the real message here the real message is nobody cares right? what your hair looks like so you shouldn't care either that's right. <laughs> I agree. Coming from the girl that hasn't cut hers either in a really long time. I guarantee you, you could lose a lot of trauma and drama in your life if you just cut <laughs> that hair off. Yes. I did. I You're holding on to like, when was the last time you cut your hair? Like five years ago? It's oh, been like, a few years, yeah. You're holding it's on to like years like- worth of trauma <laughs> gotta, you gotta cut it off Let i know it go. start fresh my friends i do maybe the next time we're together i'll have you do it for <laughs> me and maybe we can make a, a tiktok video <laughs> oh my god how many years since it's been since freshman year 20 They're like 21 doing it again. years <laughs> 21 years later she's she's finally finishing no i'll just do hair. the other half <laughs> that's it oh all right well and this is why i wanted you to be last because i was like yours is a good one <laughs> i'm not sure our listeners will agree with that but so <laughs> i think we're gonna end here for now we have a whole bunch of rituals of the cult of the holy ghost to get into after we set the stage with today's episode next week will be all about the rituals So it's about that time. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying our podcast, please just give us a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. You can also visit our website. It's folkandfad.com. We have transcripts available there of every episode. And you can also send us an email, mail at folkandfad.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. Same handle there, folkandfad. And for Instagram, you can follow us at underscore it's called culture.